Welcome to Be The King Podcast, the place for men who desire to create an impact in this world. Join host Tim Holloway as he leads the call to action in a time where our families and communities are suffering due to men failing to be the man. This podcast explores what it really means to be the king. Welcome back once again to the Be The King Podcast. Glad to be back at you again. Uh, This is dropping today on Tuesday, so happy Tuesday. So if you're new to this podcast, this podcast is about being the king. You want to find out what that means? You can scroll back to the episode called that. What does it mean to be the king? Now, it's nothing to do with a macho man syndrome or a man's man or anything like that. It is about ruling and reigning in your own life well. That's taking responsibility for your life. The K is a kingdom mindset. The I is to stand in power. The N is to be noble. That has to do with integrity. And G is for gratefulness, practicing gratitude on a daily basis. And that's what it means to be the king. And so I'm glad that uh, you've joined us and uh, come along for the ride for this podcast. But at any rate, we are going to talk about your hearts. So as we know, when we look at our lives, we could do certain actions, right? We could do certain behaviors. Um, but the heart of the matter is what's really important. So I'm going to tell you this little story uh, just to bring this point home. But uh, we have been in conflict with um, an old friend uh, that is, of course, no longer a friend. I, you know, I would consider an enemy or what's uh, or whatever like that. But uh, last week or within the last couple of weeks, I got this, you know, deep within me, this thought of, yeah, let's just mm, let's just sock it to him. Let's just get him. Let's just uh, make him feel the pain. Let's let him hurt a little bit. And of course, this is not something physically, but, you know, something that uh, that we could do to begin to strike back. And um, it was funny, my wife looked at me and she said, um, what is the intention of your heart or some words that kind of cut through the crap. And uh, she was kind of feeling the same way, but she was feeling for different reasons. You know, she's just kind of, you know, uh, good intentions or whatever, but I'm just like out of anger and frustration towards this person that I'm like, let's get them. And so it doesn't matter if the behavior is good or evil or whatsoever, or, uh, the justice that needs to happen with this person. It matters the intent of our heart. Now we can bring someone to justice and we can point out someone's flaws or we could do this, that, and the other thing, right? A good deed with an evil or a negative motivation. Or on the flip side, we could do something that might be uh, detrimental to somebody, but we could do it with the best of intentions and the good heart. So I say all this to say the condition of our heart is paramount. That the actions that are attached to the heart. And so 
the same way me seeking justice expose and, and point out another person coming from a heart that is hurt, a heart that wants justice, a heart that wants to pound of flesh and to get back at another person, it ends up being something very negative and detrimental. But on the flip side, if somebody had a good heart and wanted to expose somebody and bring somebody to justice for the things that they've done, it would turn out to be very positive and beneficial. Why? Because of the intentions of their heart. And here's what's crazy is that underneath the surface is the reasons and intentions for things. And the reality is, is that we could do good things with bad motivations and we could do bad things with good motivations and that the actions themselves are not really important as much as the quality and the condition of our heart. So let me play this out. Someone can go to church, for example, they can pray, they can read, they can worship the divine. They can do all these things with the motivation and intention of trying to appease this deity of never being enough of striving and struggling for approval. And all the good things that they do doesn't mean nothing because the condition of their heart. Someone can pray, someone can fast, someone can give up food, someone can do all these things with the intentions to be seen by men and get the applause and the approval of man. And therefore, all the good things that they have done are not really good because it's tied to the negative intention of their heart. Now, in dating world, right, we could be Mr. Suave and debonair, you know, when we begin to date and we can have, you know, put on a show and and all these things and, and do good deeds and open the door and do all these things. Right. When we're just grooming a woman to get what we want. Right. So all the good intentions, all the good behavior, if underneath the surface is underlying reason a selfish motivation underneath there, then all the good deeds don't really matter. And so today's challenge is this, is to begin to look at the condition of your heart and ask what is the underlying reason and the motivation of why I do things. So we can want and desire a big business, a great business, right? That pulls in all this money. For what? So we can say, people, look at me. Look at how great I am. Look at what I've done. And so we can have all these good things. You know, want all these good things. Big business. Lots of money flowing in. For the motivation to feed our ego. Right? So we could be seen as great. And that maybe people will finally listen to us. And of course, that that motivation, that underlying reason is not powerful enough. It's not good enough. And so no matter what good that you did, it's not going to amount to anything because it's the wrong motivation.
We do a lot of things as men for the satisfaction of our ego. And that is instead of feeling like we are enough, instead of understanding that we are enough, we, we go about to earn our approval. We go about to earn our status of being enough. And so if I just had this job, if I just had this car, if I just had this girl, if I just had this big old business that is pulling a lot of money, then it would feed my ego enough to where I'd finally feel like enough. But here's the crazy fact. If you're going about to seek to, to prove that you are enough, you're, you're actually saying that you're not. And every attempt on the outside to try to be enough is just further proof that you're not. And so we think in these quests that if we get it, ah, I'll finally be enough. People will finally listen to me. I'll be okay on the inside. And then we achieve those things. And guess what? We're still empty. We're still broken because we don't understand the principle of that. We are already enough. We are already okay on the inside. So we, as men, we do multiple things. What to feed our ego, to feed our power. So we feel powerful. So we feel manly, right? And we do it to feed our recognition. So people look at us and sing how great he is. Oh, what a great man build a big old business and made a lot of money. Look at how great he is. Let's just all give him a standing ovation for how great this man is. You know, sometimes we have to quiet all that noise because here's the reality. All of us want to be great, but when the starving and the, and the hunger for greatness overpowers being quiet, being still, and starving that ego so we can hear the whisper of the voice. And sometimes that voice leads us into quietness, into stillness, where all that hunger for greatness begins to subside and there becomes something more important. And that is the still small voice of wholeness that's saying that you are whole, that you are complete and that you are enough. You see, this goes against the grain of what people consider common sense. It really does. They say you have to be all these things and do all these things to become great. What I'm proposing is the flip side is that you're great already. Once you begin to discover your greatness, you'll stop looking for approval on the outside of you and people, places and things. Now, I know this kind of uh, philosophy and this mindset is backwards to what is considered normal, but it's about time we go against common sense anyways, go against the grain, because that's where the whisper of the voice is located. You know, sometimes we have to go in uncharted waters and that is go against what is considered normal. You know, the places that I'm going, the business that I'm creating, the life that's happening, it's uncharted for me. 
It's new waters. It's, it's something new. And so during this journey, I've had to re-examine who I am and understand and connect with my deep why. Because like I said, as a man, we have that ego, we have that desire for power. We have that, that need for greatness and recognition. We have all that, right? But then we have something that's bigger than that. You see, I don't want greatness just to stand on a a platform one day and get a standing ovation for all the great things that I've done. It's something deeper than that. And so follow along with that message is this, get in touch with your deep why. It's not the ego stuff. It's not the power stuff. It's not the recognition stuff. It's your deep why that is on, on the inside of you. See, I've thoroughly established my deep why. And so when the ego trips come, I'm able to look and say, you know what? My deep why is my overall sense of well-being and health. It's my kids and it's my family and it's my legacy. It's uh, creating the, um, the things for, for the youth to pick them up and to build them on a new level. It's about looking at that 35-year-old man who's stuck and sedating and drinking every night and pulling that man out of that pit. It's about creating and doing the things that I'm passionate about. So there's going to be times when we have to re-examine what we're about. To get away from the ego, the power, the recognition and re-examine who we are and why we do what we do. And this, this brings this principle. And it's, I will seek character and principles over power and authority and recognition. You see, when we seek the one, power, authority, and recognition, we seek that. We have that as our focus, and we're pursuing that with all of our heart. We don't actually get what we're looking for. And all of a sudden, the castle crumbles, and and the man falls, and he fades, and and, um, doesn't go in the history books for anything positive, and, and it just becomes an overall failure. But when we focus on our character, when we focus on governing principles that begin to dominate our life, we actually begin to get the power, authority, and leadership that we want. Now, this is a great principle in life that we hardly ever get what we focus on to the intent that we obsess over. It's actually building up the opposite. You see, if I have the character and if I have the principles that are deep on the inside of me, then I'm actually building my leadership. I'm building my power and I'm increasing my authority. But every attempt to the grasp at power and the grasp at authority just goes through our fingertips because we're pursuing the wrong thing and with the wrong motivation. So 
the question of manhood is this is I, am I going to have my decisions in line with my principles and my character? And that's the bottom line. And so I know that this is a deep, probably spiritual talk, something you might not have heard before. But are you going to be the kind of man that makes decisions based upon principles? Or are you going to base your decisions based upon lust for power, money, and authority? The choice is yours. But here's what I guarantee you, that if you, you grasp at the wrong thing for the wrong intentions, it'll slide right through your hands. But if you begin to focus on your character, on your principles and doing things from your heart, from the right reasons, you will get what you want. That's the bottom line. Peace. See you later.